Hi, this is Anishka Fernandopoli. I hope this talk supports you in your practice. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button under my picture on dharmaseed.org or go to my website, anushkaf.org, A-N-U-S-H-K-A-F.org, and click on donate. Thanks. I appreciate your support. And practicing with bringing mindfulness, uh, awareness to our experience, beginning with the experience of the body, the body sitting, the body walking, and then including experiences of emotions or mind states, including as they manifest in the body. We've talked a little bit about the other sense fields that we have experienced through, particularly notable during eating meditation when you get the smells and <clears throat> tastes and sights of macaroni and cheese or other delectables. And then we've talked a little bit about this field of the mind. So as it shows up in different ways and when we don't notice that that sets a tone can be a certain tone that's set, that colors our perceptions and experience. And Pascal talked this morning about how to bring uh, mindfulness to experience, to go under the experience, to not try to change it, but to investigate it. So this uh, investigation is an aspect of the Buddhist practice. can help us to understand the ways in which the world is constructed, our idea of who we are is constructed, or what we call reality itself is constructed. Sometimes you can gain some experience in noticing these different objects of body sensations. You can notice how they come and go, how they show up uninvited, how they don't seem to follow a script. You can notice similar with experiences of the mind. Sleepiness seems to show up, even if you didn't ask it to. Restlessness shows up, also uninvited. So do all the different emotions and moods and thoughts, judgments, memories. And sometimes in the investigation of all of these different objects, can still have a sense that there's a me who's a meditator, who's doing it all, who's working hard, who's knowing all of these, who 
who's struggling with knee pain, who's falling asleep or not falling asleep, who's doing it well or not well. Sometimes it can help to turn this investigation very gently, very subtly, to explore this awareness itself. So that which knows the body sensation, that which knows sound, that which knows tastes, smells, sights, all of this. Now you don't need to strain or do anything too fancy here. It's always happening. Anytime that there is an experience in any of these sense fields, there is the experience of that object, you could say, of a sight, sound, smell, taste, touch, or mind object, a thought, memory, image. And then there's the knowing of it that arises simultaneously. So the knowing of it is different than the object, but connected. So without the awareness, without the knowing, the object would not be known. To only shift the awareness, shift the mindfulness very slightly to rest in that knowing. So become aware of the knowing aspect of our experience. For example, now you might be hearing my voice or hearing other sounds. So there's the sound and then there's the knowing of the sound. You don't need to strain to get to this. In fact, if you strain too hard, you overshoot. At the moment, you might be experiencing the sense of the body sitting. You can feel something very simple like sense of the solidity or vibration or temperature. Sense of your feet on the ground. You could feel what it feels like in your hands, whatever they're doing. So you can notice the body sensations and whatever way they're manifesting. And then there's the knowing of it. So these are being known in some way. It's a very subtle, just slight shift to get a sense of this. And this is true with all of the different sense fields. There's a sight And then there's the knowing of that sight. There's a thought and there's the knowing of the thought. So why is this helpful to investigate.
Uh, partly it's because there can often be some hidden sense of me, the meditator, or me, the one who knows, beneath all of these. But when you actually investigate what is this knowing, then it's hard to find anything that really can be called a me in that. The knowing itself seems quite impersonal. It doesn't actually have any personal characteristics. Knowing doesn't have a name or ethnicity or passport, age, gender, address, shoe size, favorite color. So none of the things that we associate with identity, personal identity, makes sense to attribute to this knowing. This knowing actually just happens. So if the bell rings, then there's the sound of the bell ringing and then the knowing of it that arises at the same time without any effort. So this bell is not to mark the end of the practice period, but just to play with a little bit. Hearing the sound and then also, yeah, what's that knowing of it? This awareness or this knowing also doesn't have preferences. The mind that pulls towards some things and pushes things away is actually different than just pure knowing of experience. So it's helpful to recognize this too. There's no experience that this knowing needs to be afraid of, resist, or even seek after. Sometimes it can help to rest in this knowing, rest back. So shift slightly the perspective 
from so much the object to resting in this knowing. Allowing the experience of the body, allowing experience of breath to just arise as it does, as it will. And allowing it to be known as it does. So this too is part of the play of experience that constructs what we call ourselves, our life. The experience of mind, experience of body. But in some way it's all just part of nature. There's no me, there's no mine. There's no ownership over this knowing. So if this is helpful to you, if it's interesting, you can explore it a little bit. But if it's confusing or stressful, you could also just leave it alone. If you're exploring it, you could notice, is there any me to be found in the knowing? of body sensations, of sounds, of thoughts, as they arise, just in the flow of experience. Does there seem to be any agency or sense of personal identity that can be claimed in this? So exploring this with mindfulness, not through conceptual thought. And if it all seems too much, you could just notice confusion. There's a knowing of the confusion also. But just rest back into the simplest aspect. Whatever is grounding, helpful, experience of the body, experience of breath. Yeah, none of this has to be a problem. That it's always there, this knowing, with every experience. So we can practice together in this way.
can notice what's happening, what's apparent to you, whether experience of the body, experience of sound, experience of the mind. You can have a slight shift to recognize that there's a knowing of this experience. The knowing that's different than the object itself. This knowing is also risen, unbidden, unrequested, unscripted, impersonal.
sound and the knowing of sound. So if you have opened your eyes, then you have experience of seeing colors and shapes and forms. And even with the seeing, you could just shift very ever so slightly to recognize there's a knowing of seeing. There's an aspect of knowing that's different than the colors and the shapes. And if you want to play with this in the walking practice, you can also in each of the different fields of experience. So standing and feeling the body standing, and then just a slight shift to knowing the experience. So there's a resting in that knowing part rather than the sensations. And sometimes you can have the knowing of the body moving through space. There's the sensations as you're walking of the body moving, but there's a like slight shift to the experience of knowing itself. You can do the same if you're standing, uh, if you're walking, experience of hearing, and all, all the sounds, particularly outside, you might hear a lot of sounds of the wind or birds. So knowing those are experience of sounds, and then there's the knowing, there's the hearing. So the knowing filtered through that ear door So if it's interesting to play with it, I invite you to do so. But again, if it all seems cryptic and uh, stressful, then you don't have to do it, of course. <laughs> if you're wondering why, you know, why would we want to do this? Uh, you know, just trying to get the hang of staying awake and breathing. And like, uh, <laughs> probably it's that any place that we have some identification, anywhere that we have some idea of a me there, which can be very subtle with the knowing, but it can be there, uh, is where there can be suffering. So then there's someone who needs to be protected from certain experiences. There's someone who we think is there, but when you kind of turn around to investigate this, like, oh, where, where is that one? What is the nature of that one? Then it's actually not to be found in the way that we imagine it to be, or that we perceive it or misperceive it to be in some way. So it's only there as kind of an apparition in the mind, but it's not actually there in the direct experience of sensations, of sounds, of smells, of tastes, of touches, anything. As I mentioned, you know, it's really very, like, subtle experience of knowing, but also there all the time. So it's easy to kind of overshoot it and trying really hard to like find that. So like just very subtle.
So we have uh, time for some walking practice. And in case some of you haven't discovered, there's a walking room that's down the stairs, down back there, or downstairs, uh, the stairs from the foyer that is a basement walking room, which could be a very cool place to walk in case you're looking for such a thing. Uh, but also it can walk outside or any of the other places too. And we'll come back at four o'clock. So please everybody come to that four o'clock sitting. Uh, we'll have some uh, talk about dana or generosity. We'll have some uh, information from the managers uh, about uh, the retreat and some ride coordination opportunity to extend generosity to fellow uh, practitioners. So you don't need to worry about any of that now, but please do come back at four. Thank you.